0: This. 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 This is is Mythical. mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits,
1: I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we're tackling the issue of self-promotion. The question is how do we feel about self-promotion? There's a lot of that. We never promote ourselves. We're constantly making stuff and then you gotta promote it and I'm not, you know, I'm not apologizing for it. And
0: I would say specifically. But there's a lot of psychology. Not just, I mean, we promote ourselves all the time in our own work, in our own properties, right? Yeah. This is not, we're not gonna talk about that as much as we're gonna talk about when you got to go on other people's shows, make media appearances, have a media
1: day, and promote yourself. Yeah, so we're gonna pull back the curtain on what that's like, what our experience is, what our our raw assessment of that. It seems like we have a negative view on it by the by the tone of a conversation at this point. It's simply mixed. This because mixed, um, we're just fresh off of uh, our Bleak Creek conversation. And we're just store. fresh. We're just fresh. I mean, look at us, all black, man. Look at this. Look at these guys. <laughs> Where are these guys going? I'm actually not that fresh. I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit jet lagged. You know, uh, we're recording this on a what is it? What day is it? To Tuesday? To to Tuesday? I feel Uh, I feel better today. You got back Saturday night. You don't feel like you bounced a little bit today? Uh, No. You went to the gym this morning. I did not go
0: to the gym. See, that's it. Going to the gym bounces you into the into the day. I thought about not going, and you should have gone. You should have gone, man. Because I feel good. I I was going to go. I want to fight somebody. I was going to go yesterday. Sometimes
1: I get that feeling. I want to fight somebody. I'm in that mood right now. Well, you're not you're not going to get that from me. If you start fighting me, I'm just gonna roll into a ball. I'm kinda dressed like a boxer, you know, like he's got well, a you're, hoodie you're and you're like You're just a wearing a hoodie.
0: Boxers wear hoodies. Well, yeah, they wear hoodies. They do things like this. They wear sweatpants and they jog. They wear like. And they jump rope when they and co- stuff. When they come to the weigh-in, they pull their hoodie over their hat. And sometimes they also have headphones on like this. I kinda feel like maybe I should get into that. Is, so, it, too, is it too late to get get into that? Logan Paul thing, I think that's probably that's probably already happened by the time it's you're, you're hearing this.
1: When 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 fighters weigh in and they're wearing headphones, doesn't that doesn't that make them weigh more?
0: Yeah, it's when you want to wait. It's when you want to go up to the next level. Please count my headphones.
1: No, you that's you illegal. come
0: you come to the weigh in like that, and then you strip down into some colorful underpants. That's the way I do it, at least.
1: So what I was trying to say was, we are fresh off the Bleak Heat Conversations tour um, for. You know, for the past week, um, prior to recording this episode, we've we've been touring, doing what you might think is just a book tour, but we we tried to make it really special and like we had the 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 documentary of us going back to Bowie's Creek, uh, and then like making all the connections how that ties into Bleak Creek, and we also released that on Good Mythical Morning, so um, we're basking in the in the public response to that, which is I'm very encouraged by. Oh yeah. But again, with the time change and the and the being on the road and a lot of flights and a lot of self promotion, a lot of talking about yourself in other people's places, you know. Um, so we're going to unpack what that experience is like. But coming back home to my place, like it means it's it's so important to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep. I just start thinking about yeah, I want to be on my bed. I want to be in my bed. I want to be on my toilet. I want to be on my couch. I want to be in my backyard. I want to be with my family and my dog. You know, I started thinking about, I pining for these things, especially when in self-promotion mode. Right. So we took yesterday off. We didn't see or talk to each other. No. So let, let's start there. Let's start with with our yesterdays. I I had an interesting yesterday. Uh, Christy had a had a proposal for me. I was like, hey, let's let's hang out. Sent the kids off to school, and she's like. Let's go get a pedicure, and I'm like, okay. Any anytime you're paying somebody to like do something to you, I'm I'm up for that, you know, a little self pampering. But what I forgot, I I pedicures suck. Man. I've had a pedicure once. I don't like people touching and it my was, feet. It was on, it was it was at the hotel we were staying at in I think like Cabo or something. With Christy and that's I. That's the down only there. that's the only time I've had one and I, I had forgotten that I decided at that time that I did not like pedicures and I didn't want another one. Yep, that's when I decided. I remembered that when I was getting this pedicure yesterday. Here's the thing that I specifically remembered. It's not just that, and I agree with you, I don't like people, I don't like people touching my feet. For the longest time when I got a massage, I would say, nix the feet. I still say that. I don't, I don't want the feet, you know? There's like some tickling involved, but here's the thing for me, it it brought back traumatic childhood memories. I was deathly afraid of my toenails being clipped. I certainly wouldn't do it myself and my mom wouldn't, um, I, I would throw what I call a conniption. I would throw a tantrum and start. What I, age are you talking about? Um, As young as I can remember, uh, I mean, maybe f- four or five years old. But I think it, I'm pretty sure it continued into at least like second grade. So after I knew you, I wouldn't, I w- I wouldn't. Li- it, my stepdad, Jimmy, mom had to call Jimmy and like grab my ankles and hold them down so that she could clip my toenails. Like you, I was- What were you scared of? I was afraid of it being uh, cut and like bleeding happening. Like, man, I am really afraid of like trimming nails too short. That woo, that's like nails on a chalkboard to me. That doesn't that doesn't freak you out. You ever had a nail cut too short? Well, yeah, it's not. I mean, I don't look. I don't look forward to it. It hurts. It. Bleeds, I don't have a phobia up And there. then what makes it even worse is that then you have to wait for like for a week or so for it to grow out to the point where it doesn't feel like. I just start to feel like my the whole end of my finger is going to start yeah. um, well, I've got, nubbing I've off. I got
0: nail problems. I mean, like. You see what's happening there on those. See that? See how it detaches?
1: Yeah, you got a lot of white, and it's well, white it's, ends. It's but it's so not
0: like a French manicure. It's psoriasis. So you get psoriasis under your nail beds, and it, and the nail detaches. So this will go all the way down sometimes, and then it'll just. Is go- that from?
1: I thought you determined that was from diet.
0: No, no. I've, t- I've I thought about your
1: it. diet would fix it.
0: Well, my diet causes it to not be nearly as bad, but it, yeah, I still have flare-ups. There's none on this hand right now. But you, you have can it on see, your toenails too? Uh, not as much on my toenails. But you can see uh like if when if I were to cut that down, that nail down to where it needs to be. Like there's a lot of like fleshy part. Like that's a normal this is a normal person's nail. Like yeah, the, like nail, the nail goes to the end of the finger. Yeah, that's great. But that doesn't happen on any of my fingers anymore except that index finger because
1: I've got nail problems. Well I'm in there and it's like, I had to start like doing some deep breathing techniques. I didn't wanna complain or like bolt out of there. I was like maybe I can, maybe this is like therapeutic for me, like facing my fears.
0: That's not what the pedicure is about though. I mean I, well, I appreciate was, you trying to about cha- change your me. perspective. But I'm like you're supposed some, to
1: enjoy it. I'm doing some like deep belly breathing. And like, and then on my my big toe, apparently she—I wouldn't say I have an ingrown toenail, but she but did. It, it kind of goes, it goes in on the side, and I cut the thing a little too short. So then she's like digging in there, mm. like trying to do some sort of operation, and I'm like, oh gosh, this is, this is horrible. Does your wife
0: enjoy it, or does she enjoy the results?
1: I think she enjoys it. Some people don't mind. a little bit of a leg massage.
0: Some people don't mind their feet being touched. I got over I don't, that. I don't enjoy, like the foot massage part of a massage just makes me laugh. I cannot just enjoy it. It feels, it, it, it either feels like it's ticklish or it just feels
1: Incredibly uncomfortable, but there's no like it doesn't feel soothing in any way. And trying not to laugh makes it more uncomfortable, right? Because then you're like you're kind of like squirming because you don't want to laugh. Like, why not just come out and laugh? Because laughter is a nice release because yeah, then you just seem like the Joker, you don't
0: <laughs> want to do that. And you're just <laughs> laughing and awkward. T- well, of no,
1: times. I, I think they would understand that, like, hey, it's ticklish. They, they've, they've encountered a ticklish person before, <laughs> yeah. So it's not like they would. Think you're demented or something? How do your toes look, though? How do your nails look? Great. Uh, good. They they weren't painted or anything. I would definitely if I'm going to take that much time for something, it's definitely got to be a massage next time. Can't it can't be the pedicure? Yeah. But I, I think there's are people who like they never let anybody touch their toes. That I, no, I said that backwards. They never touch them t- their toes themselves. They only let other people do it. So it's just like oh I don't I don't trim my nails. Somebody does that for me. You think that's true? Uh, I think that's gotta be the case. Yeah,
0: I'd say a lot of people. Rich rich ladies. Yeah. 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 But rich ladies don't let don't touch their toenails. They
1: let other people do it. It's hard to get down there and like really give it a detailed working. Um I didn't get a pedicure yesterday. What'd you get? Uh, manicure. A manicure? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I did think about getting a manicure. I'm not going to let him. I mean, what what are people going to do with that? There's nothing. There's nothing they can do. Oh, they can do a lot. Shine it up. Um, trim it down. But
0: tame those cuticles. The uh, the unfortunate thing is that both of my kids were sick and had to stay home from school. Oh, and uh, and so then Jesse was like, "Well, I mean, I feel like we should stay here with them." And I'm like, "I feel like we should leave them to themselves." <laughs> I mean, dad got a day off he was thinking he was going to get to have a day date with his wife. Yeah. And so I still wanted that to happen. Sure. And she was like, well what are they gonna eat? I was like, well there's a kitchen. You know, there's a kitchen there, there's food in there. How,
1: how sick were they? Were they like bedridden or it, they're just like sick? They were like, uh, it was a cold
0: and maybe a little bit of a fever for Shepherd. so it was like, oh, this wouldn't be responsible, to this would be irresponsible to let them go.
1: To school, yeah.
0: Um So did you leave them? Yeah we did left Did you them. win? Yeah, I and then just Jesse And when would, you came back, were they all right? They were still there. Yeah. So uh, good choice. I, I mean Jesse would say things like she was she told him she said, Okay, there's some pasta there's some pasta in the refrigerator that you can like some um ravioli type thing, you know. Okay. Some of that. It's like the in the, the it's the, it's in the fancy Italian section of the I call it the fancy Italian section of the frozen of the the cold part of the grocery store where it's like the pasta that isn't frozen; it's in that plastic oh, thing, yeah. and you can throw it in there and boil it up. And then you feel a little bit more like a chef. All you did was boil some pasta,
1: but it was never frozen, so it's like yeah, it, it was feels never fresher. frozen, so it feels fancy. Yeah, it
0: feels kind of like you know the Italian food version of a pedicure.
1: Yeah, so um, you're, so you're
0: giving you're just throwing that at the kids. Well, they can make that. Lot can boil that, and then Jesse's like. Well what if he doesn't turn the stove off? I like, well, it'll just be a, you know, it'll be a stove that is on. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. stoves can be on. Right. How long
1: a stove is on doesn't necessarily increase the danger, right? But the this the burner could be off, but the gas could still be on. Then you got a problem. That's a problem. But that's kinda hard to do. Yeah. But I did I
0: did text Locke and said, Hey man. If you turn the stove on, make sure you turn it off. And he was like, "Okay." And when you got home, what was burned? Nothing. Nothing was burned. That's good. They had they were they had full bellies. And uh so, But what did you do? Uh I went to a restaurant. Okay. Had a brunchish thing. Okay. had a brunch. And then we went grocery shopping. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, now we're to it. Yeah. Romance. When it, I man, I could spend a lot of time at Whole Foods. Really? Yeah, yeah. Whole Foods, it it, Whole Foods is kind of like there is a sense of discovery when you go there. Yeah, unless you go there a lot. I I don't. I don't don't go there a lot. So you, yeah. So it's kind of like whoa, they got they got this fancy. They got a lot of fancy crap.
0: Well, and then it's like I wanted to come home and I wanted to grill something. Okay. And they just have the meat section is just so impressive the meat section? the have you seen the meat section? no, the whole foods. i mean it puts other meat sections to shame.
1: i'm more of a like be, the weird beverage they got weird and, beverages, and yeah. peanut butter spread sections. they got that too. what what did you get? chicken thighs. that doesn't seem odd. no, i doesn't mean seem very- there,
0: there was a lot of things that i could have gotten that i couldn't have gotten anywhere else like they had a giant just a giant tomahawk Steak. Oh yeah. Just I mean. That's kind of just intimidating. Just obscene.
1: You don't, like you I don't, don't
0: even know if it would fit on my grill. And you don't wanna mess that up. And. um Can't go wrong with chicken thighs. But I do wanna get one of those at one point. Daddy cooks a tomahawk and then I just come in holding it by the bone and let the family eat off of it. Like a giant meat drumstick.
1: So you could rent like a cave. You could like I'll go into a cave. No I wanna you do it like in kitchen. like skins. You could show up with a big hunk of meat, and uh, but no, I got chicken thighs. Man, chicken thighs
0: can't beat a good chicken thigh on the grill, man. I I put some rub on them. Boneless? No, I Skinless? went. Skinless? I went bone in, skin on. Hell yeah! Uh, even though I, ta- I I talked about getting boneless, but Jessie was like, no, 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 you got to get the bone in. You got to get, and I understand why. It's just a little, it's a little nastier to eat because of, of, of the dark meat and you get down to the, right next to the bone and no matter how well you've cooked it, it's a little pink right next to the bone and you're kinda like, did I cook this enough? Oh. And you're asking yourself that question. Uh, but no, I uh, put some rub on them and then I cooked them on some hot coals, charcoal. Then I put uh, some barbecue sauce on at the end and let it caramelize a little bit, you know, blacken them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also grilled some Poblano peppers, oh. along with them, the California fire one. roasted poblanos. Cut those up, put them in the middle of the table. You could have them along with your chicken. Everybody was happy with Dad for a little, for at least for a little bit.
1: Okay, that's good. But your toes though,
0: I had, and my toes were in shoes the whole time. No one, I think your toes on.
1: need work. I I've seen them occasionally. Those, I mean, I think you could you really stand to benefit. It's not a. It needs to be done. No, it's it's not a lack of care. I, it has nothing to do with
0: care, it's genetics.
1: Yeah. I, like,
0: could, I could get. They can buff it and shape it and do, they can do something. I don't why? For who? Who would it be for? You? Because <laughs> it's not for me. I don't care. I feel like the way your nails grow, they like grow up and out. No, they grow, they, they hug they hug the end of the toe. Oh, they don't. Okay. They don't. They don't grow out. They just
1: go around the toe. Well, that's good. Maybe you never need to cut like a then. claw. Like a. It's like a. It's like your toes have a helmet if you let it keep growing. Um, a little nail helmet. I keep them trimmed for the most part. It's just you know they're that's just some real just, long ways for you.
0: They're just unsightly. Did you get down there to that toe, I don't try. I, I, to be honest with you, and this is probably I, I, this is probably sexist. I just don't trust
1: a man with. G- good looking feet, you
0: know I just I, I I feel like he's up to something
1: that explains why whenever we have an important meeting or interview you you ask people to take off their shoes and socks right, and if it's a man and he has like spectacular
0: feet, I'm like some you know I don't know I don't know if I can trust you
1: yeah, that's probably sexist <laughs> <laughs> It's probably multiple things I'm just being honest, speaking of being honest, I want to be honest about what it's like to to do the self- promotion. So we're gonna get into that. Earbiscus is supported by the farmer's dog.
0: Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters that that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls.
1: Right. And when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls, Makes sense.
0: Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently
1: cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value.
0: So we had a um, well, we I think on the calendar we called it Media Day. It, this was the, the the day in particular. We did a number of things, but the day that I'm thinking about in particular is Monday of this past week when we're recording this, in which we had to in New York City. We had to get up. I'm just going to give an overview of the day, and then we can get into the details. Okay. We had to get up, get dressed, go to the Today Show first? Uh, I think so, yeah. Then we had to go to uh, Condé Nast, who owns uh, Wired Wired, and Vanity, Vanity Fair. Fair, do three videos yeah. with them, and then immediately go to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and then go directly from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon to the Bleak Creek Conversations and that's why we showed up at that particular show in our suits. When I say it like that, it doesn't feel like
1: it was a whole lot, but it certainly felt like a whole lot at the time. Well, especially with the time change. I mean, it's three hours difference, so you're you're having to get up and you, let's just say three hours earlier than we normally would. I definitely so like, not yet adjusted yet. So that's kind of and it was and it was the second or third day of having been on the, time, you know, that's when the jet lag really hits. So it was, it was pretty difficult, but I mean, you go on the Today Show, with all these, I mean, with the television shows, it's true of Fallon, it's, it's true of the Today Show, um, and any other appearance like that, you do this pre-interview where you're kinda talking to the producer in order to you know, they know what you wanna promote. It's like we're talking to them about the novel so that they can find a touch point that works with their audience so they can ask us a question that then, you know, we can say something that'll resonate. But then you also, you know, you gotta try to get a, a funny story in there or like play a game or a, apparently, you know, they're throwing more and more things at at guest appearances in order to get people to watch them. We yeah. can unpack that more but I think, when we went to the, Tonight, uh, the Today Show and The Tonight Show, that so we kinda knew based on that, the, the pre-interview with the producers what it is we were gonna be doing. But I will say that that interview
0: went, uh, it was very short, uh, it, but it went a lot, it actually wasn't what we had been asked in the pre-interview, unlike Fallon, which we can get into in a second, but I, you know, it's, um. well, let, let's back up a little bit and talk about Thinking about what we were going to wear because okay. that, that was the first thing that happened. So, all right, we have uh, a wonderful stylist, Kimmy Aaron, who is the the person who helps us figure out what we're going to wear when we make these media appearances. If you think that we look good on Jimmy Fallon, you can thank Kimmy Aaron.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she also put together these looks for the Today Show. And then
1: we had another day of stuff Chica- we needed Chicago to do. thing, yeah. So,
0: I think that we have this, we've discussed this, we're comfortable in two different modes, typically, when it comes to what we're wearing,
1: and that is casual. Whatever we would wear on Good Mythical Morning. Which is whatever we would wear on GMM. Which is basically what we would wear, you know, if I was just getting up and going about my day. Right, and then we have very dressed up,
0: sharply dressed, like we were on Fallon, full suit, tie,
1: socks that match, etc. I like to wear. I like to wear. It's fun to get dressed up every now and again, and especially we, when it's something that's important to us. That you know you can be justified getting that fancy. And a lot like of being people. On the Show. A
0: lot of people take a different uh, tack when they go on the Tonight Show. Saw uh, Tyler Ninja. He went on the Tonight Show in a hoodie. He was dressed like I am right now. Like a like a boxer getting ready to. Well, let's say win.
1: A, let's say a gamer. He's yeah, just like
0: a gamer. And so he was like, "And okay, I'm not." And they, every everybody does a different thing. I it's like we're like, "No, I mean, so we're going to dress up." But the, the there's this what you might call a no man's land for us. Yeah. Which is this? Would you call it business casual? Well, it's called the way we looked on the Today Show. Yeah. So I had this like black jacket over a turtleneck and these tan pants and these black shoes, I would very rarely, if ever, choose to
1: wear any of these things for myself, right? I mean, I thought you looked good in it. I mean the pants that I wore were purple pants from a suit that I had but then I had this sweater, this like thin, very dressy, Block pattern sweater that I wore with I it. I thought yours was a little less. I I actually would would not. I would I would I would wear that on like a nice date,
0: but not really. Not in L.A. There's very few places where yeah you go on a nice date. Like you don't go out. At least I don't like go out for a date in L.A. Even at a really nice restaurant and wear and like wear a blazer. Yeah, I don't just like put a blazer on over stuff. I just that so, but, that weird in between stage is I
1: just can't find a way to be comfortable. But for but, the Today Show, we were given that we, we were we we were given something in this middle zone. The thing, and that we, we ended had a choice.
0: Wearing. I will say that we have a choice. So Kimmy comes in; she has a spread of different clothes, and she's and so she's going for this sort of updated, like, well, I would say elevated casual, a little bit dre- dressed up, but a little bit dressed down look. For the Today Show, because that, if you look at what people wear on the Today Show, that's what they wear. And so, uh, and also you're thinking about like, it's funny because we have conversations with our publisher who's, who says things like, you know, mostly moms are going to be watching the Today Show at the hour that you're going to be on, in mm-hmm. the, the fourth hour of the Today Show. Um, and so you we want to we want you to impress moms <laughs> right and, you need, and say something about the book that would make them want to buy the book for their
1: teenager. So then we picked out these outfits that we just described to you, uh, and then we packed them. And then we're like, we're talking on the flight, and we're like, man that's." It's like, we're like fretting about these outfits. We're like, man, this, I, don't, I just don't, don't feel be comfortable. comfortable. And I'm, I'm saying things like, you know, your jacket's so big, you're already so big. It's like, you make me look small. Why you gotta wear this big ass jacket that makes me look even smaller? And so like, that's my qualm. And you're like, well, I'm not even comfortable wearing this anyway. I, we don't have to talk about that, but
0: I, I think that's in your mind. It but, is, a,
1: yeah, it was, my, it was my overthinking of the ensemble. But you're like, I don't even wanna wear this anyway. I don't feel like it's it's not us. I don't feel as comfortable. It's like all the stuff that you just said. And so then we tell Jenna, we're like, so uh, we're thinking about not
0: wearing the clothes that Kimmy picked out. We're thinking about wearing the slightly less dressy clothes that she picked out for the Chicago thing on the Today Show. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll get those ready. And then we get a <laughs> we get a text from Stevie. <laughs> And Stevie's like, uh, so I I heard you, you guys are thinking about not wearing the uh, the clothes that Kimmy picked out for you for today's show. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I could tell, and this is, now, yeah. this is, obviously we have an incredible relationship with Stevie and we've been working with her for how many years has it been? Seven or eight years and this is the nat- this is often the nature of our relationship. This is what we want her to do. In fact, when you wished her happy birthday the other day, you That's said right. thank you for Disagree. supporting us, disagreeing with us and blankety blank, right? Because she's very good at what she does and she's usually right. <laughs> and so she was like, "Well, I do think that you you want this to be an elevated look. You are trying to impress moms and I think that and she like sends us the pictures up because we take once you get through in the wardrobe, you take a picture of yourself. She's like, "This is what you're thinking about wearing, but this is what you could be wearing. I think you should go with what you could be wearing." And uh I'm like oh, she's probably right, but I just want to be comfortable. And does it really matter anyway? Who's gonna watch this? I start I start thinking things like this. I'm like, is this is going on this show and talking about this book for 45 seconds gonna make anybody buy it anyway? Like that's the kind of yeah. thing I start
1: thinking. It's easy to start thinking that, especially when you start doing it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm like, listen, okay, we're not gonna die on this hill. Like Jenna brought these clothes, oh, but, then, but then but then Jenna,
0: so. We had that conversation with Stevie and I was like okay, we'll keep talking about it. I didn't make, we, neither of us made a definitive decision. You got off of the tech text thread. I think you went to work, to work out or something you're like, I'm not gonna talk about this now. Yeah. So after some back and forth with Stevie, then I text Jenna and I'm like okay, well we may wear the other clothes and she was like, I thought you might say that and i am already got them ready And then she was like, I agree that that's what you should wear. So okay. Did Jenna and Stevie it? now both think that this is what we should be wearing to impress all the moms watching the Today Show in the fourth hour, and so that's what we did.
1: We you know wore it. it, it, and it's all a game. So I'm uh, looking this, looking at this as like a case study. There's, there's two different ways you can look at this, a- as, as a listener. I'm thinking, one is, yeah, th- this is a game, and maybe you can see how. It gets, it can start to wear on you because it's like, no pun intended. Okay, I'm wearing something that I wouldn't naturally wear even on a date, and but I'm doing it so that I can reach this perceived mom demographic. It's like, uh. But then on the other hand, it's like you got somebody who's bringing in like a spread of clothes, and we just going, you know, we're trying all this stuff on, and somebody makes us look elevated, and isn't that fun? You know, and I mean, it's definitely fun to, and it is. I think both are true. You know, it's especially when you talk about the suits and like being able to like look your finest and go on the Tonight Show for um, not the first, but like the I think the sixth time. Yeah, you know, it's freaking awesome. So it's like, no, it's great. I, I we're not complaining. It's just, it's just I we think it's amusing. The, the games that you have to play when it comes to marketing. Well, you know? I will say
0: that in the moment, in the moment, it is difficult for me to enjoy. Yeah. Um, I am often, um, when that day, when I, t- I knew that day was coming, right, I was like, okay, we're gonna do the Today Show, and the day, by the way, for those of you who might be confused, if you were following along during the week that we it, we recorded the Today Show, but then it, it shot it, it aired that Thursday or Friday, so but all this was done on the same day. I was thinking about that day and you have so little control in those situations like when you for every situation that we were going into you it's it's we're not in control. We're not hosting, it's we're on somebody else's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I definitely don't look forward to it. I actually start thinking about I had these like fantasies about being in my hotel room at the end of the night going to bed. Yeah. And that's not, a that is not necessarily a healthy way to see that day. When you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about, oh, I just wanna be back here going to bed because I, I'm anxious about the stuff that I have to do. And I, and I, and I don't wanna overblow it. I'm not like, it's not a debilitating, it's not like a true, it's not like an anxiety disorder. I don't, I'm not like super uncomfortable, it's just like I have trouble getting myself to enjoy this. I'd rather be doing this on my own terms you know uh but then you know in the in the moment especially depending on what it was I think you know when we were on Fallon and we were performing a song that we had written when we were fourteen I was legitimately having a good time
1: yeah at that point yeah that was know? amazing but for the today show I mean I mean the morning shows are like zoos I mean it's just like with all the cages open it's just Everybody's going everywhere in cramped quarters and you're being you're being shoved here to wait and then come out here and then oh let's meet the host and oh they're putting blindfolds on you and you're eating a sandwich that they made <laughs> it's like we knew we were gonna do that and that was funny and then we did the interview and it was like okay, we knew we were gonna we're gonna get a couple of questions about the book we get the first question and we because we want to talk to the moms about the novel <laughs> you know we got all dressed up for you mom we gonna hear you want to hear about this novel? And so they ask you what's the novel about? And I and you're like sharing what the novel's about and then I'm like, okay, I know what my follow-up is just to kind of clarify you know what I think's going to resonate with the viewer. But I didn't even have a chance to get that in because they move so quickly. You're giving your answer about like the brief synopsis of the Lost Causes of Bleak Creek and right on the heels of that she says you guys wanna play a game where we zoom in on food and you
0: guess what it is? I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> sure. So, you know, I've heard uh, Joe Rogan talk it's about it. It's like being this. in a rock tumbler. Uh, Joe Rogan has talked about the fact that he's like, I hate doing morning radio and I don't wanna do like appearances and interviews. So I just had this podcast and I just tell people that I'm gonna be somewhere and they come to my shows and they sell out. And you know what, he can do that because he has the most popular podcast in the world. We can't do that. If we just told you guys on GMM and Ear Biscuits about what we were doing, a lot less people would find out about it. So we we, we don't have the privilege of being able to make that, but I understand the impulse because uh, even the way podcasting in general, I mean, obviously we don't do interviews anymore, but you know, the way that everything is put into these really bite-sized pieces even when you've got a a daily show like the today show which i guess goes for four is it 4 hours every day? Yeah, I don't know. It's at least 4 hours every day. And well at least 3 because we ahead. were in the fourth they said we oh. were in the fourth hour so it's got to be at least 4 hours, right?
1: Yeah, that's when they, they they don't worry about the news anymore and they start zooming in on pictures of right. And food. so
0: if you have got to talk and fill that time every single day, you would think this might be a place for a slightly slower paced, relaxed conversation about something. But no, even in that four hours of content, it's going to be what's your book about? You say one line and you say, all right, let's play a game where we zoom in on food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just the nature of the medium. I'm not necessarily complaining about it, but I'm just saying you have to know that that is the environment you're going into as opposed to when we made the appearance on uh, the Dead Meat podcast
1: um, and. And we, Pete Holmes' podcast. Yeah where we ordered, And the Books on a Subway podcast, which we basically did Basically any, any, any podcast, any podcast you can
0: be like, I'm going to talk about this at my own pace and I'm gonna get to say the things that I wanna say about it.
1: Which by the way, um, if, if you're, I do recommend you listen to those podcasts. We get in if you, if you're reading the novel right now and you're into the, the details of it, but you you want a spoiler-free conversation. Dead Meat James podcast, Dead Meat podcast, um, was a really fun discussion. Yeah, with James and Chelsea. Um, and then similarly, spoiler-free podcast conversation on uh, books on the subway, like a off the rails conversation. That one went places. Um. So yeah and then particularly for uh, you made it weird with Pete Holmes uh, two hours of talking about a lot of topics that in in you know using the book as a jumping off point we talked about um, lots lots of things in the realm of faith that yeah. uh, I don't think we've ever talked about so if you're interested in that uh, definitely check out. Our our guessing on on Pete's podcast, but yeah, when it comes to podcasting and that that pacing, podcasting gives me hope uh, because it is that conversational, drawn out, go in deep. I mean, what we're doing right now is rewarding. It's a rewarding experience for us, and I'm just glad that people want to listen. Because, well, and I think there's also an authenticity to the platform, not just but given you could the have fact- dressed a little more
0: elevated. I'm just saying exactly. So <laughs> it's like. Why are, we, why are we worrying about this pretense? And that, in, in, as you listen to us talk about this, you, I'm sure because you've chosen to listen to a podcast, you've chosen to make guys who make primarily internet videos a part of your entertainment landscape. Mm-hmm. If you've made that decision, then you probably have chosen that because you have a distaste for the traditional way things are done. You're not watching the Today Show. You don't want to see these prepackaged clips that are moving at this ridiculous pace. You 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 don't want to think about oh those guys are dressed like that not because it's who they are but it's who they think someone else wants them to be. I understand that that might be a huge turnoff. We're just kind of being really honest about the way that we're talking about it because um, it is a game, when you go into someone else's territory and you're the whole point is to be there to appeal to their audience so very frankly you can sell more books because you believe in what you created and you wanna be able to write more and you want this thing to break outside of your fan base, you kinda have to swallow some of those things. Well you don't have to but we have chosen to without any shame to swallow some of those things. Uh, but I But I would say that it is the more laid back, more authentic new media appearances that are more fun.
1: But to, and, and you know the traditional television media, it's you see how they're they're being informed by the internet. It's like y- your point about the Today show was you'd think that by the fourth hour that they could stretch things out and get a little more conversational. Obviously that's not the case because we're sitting there like uh Quickly, I mean, our segment was so short, even in the fourth hour. If you don't and we stop so and many zoom things. in on
0: food, somebody's
1: going to turn it to Good Morning America. Apparently, right? Is but that it, the theory? But it well, it really, I mean, it it kind of mirrors what what's happening online in terms of clickbait, and you've got, or I'll say the way that even the Tonight Show and all the talk shows have to create content that then works on the internet. You know, so it's we found ourselves in situations that were not that different than Good Mythical Morning because of how the landscape is changing. Perfect example. The next day, we 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 flew to Chicago and we were on the Windy City, I think is the name of the show, it's like. I think it's the ABC the affiliate. Chica- yeah, the Chicago, Chicago version of the Today Show, basically, or Good Morning America, Um, and you know. I think that's actually airing today, we um, were recording this. We never sat, we never sat down and had an interview. We said a couple of things about the novel. They held it up. They they plugged it. Um, but we played this game. What do they call it?
0: I don't know. But it was it was feeling squeal. Yeah. It was, it was you put what your we hand in a GM. box
1: and then you guess what what it is you're feeling. Now, the night before on the Tonight Show, the 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 guest before us was Reese Witherspoon, and when she first came out, she put her hand in a box and tried to figure out what it is she was feeling. She played Feeling Squeal. Now I'm not saying that The Tonight Show and The Windy City have copied us in something we invented. I don't even know if we invented it. I don't know, know it was was an idea that was waiting to happen. Vanity Fair did something called the Fear Box and it was very much the same thing we were doing with Feeling Squeal but, and who cares if it was before or after. It's an obvious idea once you start thinking of let's have guests do things. But that's what everybody's doing now. It's like you find yourself in Chicago on a morning show, and they're playing the same, they're playing the same thing that Fallon's playing, well, the same thing that we're playing. And not to mention on the Today Show, the whole
0: zooming in on something and guessing what it is. Well, we've done that as well. Again, yeah. this isn't a hey, we did it first. I we're not saying we did it first, but there's a t- we make a show that is the the pieces of the traditional shows that are designed to then be viral or to break out or to make it seem more fun, well we have a show that is built primarily with those sensational things in Good Mythical Morning. And so the conversation that we started having was, and again, I I, I think, we talk about this all the time, I mean, while we're traveling and while we're uh, supposed to be enjoying, uh, hey, we got a book that's out and people are responding well to it and we get to go on the Today Show and we get to go on Fallon, We just continue, it's our mode to just continue to work and to discuss and to figure out what are we gonna do next. I actually have more fun doing that than not doing it so it's fine but uh, what we kept saying was, hmm, we're constantly trying to innovate in lots of different ways but also within Good Mythical Morning and it's just like when you go to a, for lack of a better word, a local news show in Chicago and they're doing the thing that you do on your show it's kind of like when your mom got on Facebook and you yeah. were like I don't think Facebook is for me yeah. anymore. Yeah. The thing that we start thinking is all right, we got to do something else. Now that they're doing it for the moms, now we got to do something new that they if they they can copy that if they want. But I kind of feel like the pressure to be like all right, this has gotten all the way to this point. Let's uh let's find something else. Which is what which it's a it's a conversation we're
1: constantly having. We're constantly trying to invent new things, but especially towards the towards the end of a year when we're like we're starting to think strategically about what twenty twenty looks like. We're just scratching the surface of that conversation, yeah. but when it comes to Good Mythical Morning, it's like as we talked about with Ear Biscuits, evolve or die, and we don't have the answers. And so I actually I'm at a pretty unsettled point because unsettled. I, I think we've started even with a fresh pedicure you're still unsettled. Uh, yeah, sadly. Interesting. I, because I think we've we've identified this challenge and we said and we've you know you you read the tea leaves in the Windy City show and it's like if they're doing what we're doing then we need to be doing something else. So it's 100%. like so it's like not knowing what that is and and absolutely knowing that it's not it's not a big Drastic change that happens overnight, you know I, I the the way that everything's set up with the way that we produce good mythical morning, it's more like how do we how do we how do we continue to evolve not how do we drastically change what the show is, but even within that evolution, like knowing strategically like what are we what's the what's the long view? Identifying the problem, but then not yet having the answers, to me is an unsettling point, and I think we, I think we, I I feel a little bit more engaged in the challenge of it right now than I than I have over the past few years. I think when it comes to Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's and it's by no means not the only challenge that we're facing. I mean, creatively, there's lots of things. I, we're trying I think to figure it out, was
0: but, it was interesting that we've been having this conversation about innovation. Um and then we go, and basically every single appearance that we make well l- l- like, let's well, also let 's talk about the fact that you know we 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 i don't i don't know when those videos are going to come out, the ones that we shot for vanity Fair, but we 'll just talk about them it does 't matter you know, we did it we bas- we did a lie detector thing, right well, we already done a lie detector thing we 've done a lie detector thing on our show, and we 've also with done with our moms, but that 's not what you 're talking about but we 've done a lie detector thing for BuzzFeed, I think. Like two two years ago, right and now we're doing another lie detector thing with whatever outlet that was vanity Fair and so uh I, I think it's a funny video, but you what you start you start to get this sense that everyone is doing the same they're seeing they're looking out they're seeing what works and then mm-hmm. they're trying to do it. some people just do it exactly the way that they've seen it done
1: um and it and it works yeah until it stops working and so and i think we have to be the ones to find the next things that we're going to try that other people will emulate well it's a, and it's a i mean it's a tall order and we and we have, a, we have an
0: incredible team uh and they're coming up with things all yeah, the time
1: yeah when i say we i mean all of us as a team i'm not just talking about the two of us but
0: i'm just saying that it's the question that's in my mind right now, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this way in, in a way that makes sense to even me or
1: anyone else. Try it in Spanish.
0: Uh, well, that would be even harder. Uh, it w- that would be muy difícil. Okay. That, okay. That, okay. That, okay. That, okay, you've proven your point. Hold on, is, I think I just that was French, French and Spanish. <laughs>
1: Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. el Francais is Yeah, what yeah you right, just yeah, did. yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, France and Spain I don't are, to derail, are, are close to each you other. You said you didn't. There know. There are some people who probably speak Franish. Y- you said you didn't I know did if it. you could articulate your point, and then I made it even more difficult. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's well, you specialize in that. Oh, gosh. Ped, pedicures and derailing. Um, but the uh, it would have been funny if you'd have just ignored it. I don't when I said know Spanish. if to me it feels like
0: it's not just finding the next box to stick your hand in right what's the next version of a box to stick your hand in a box to stick your foot in you know right. what i'm saying like there you can get you can get really close to it but really what we're talking about we're talking about a genre we're not talking there's yeah. evolution within a genre and then there's the genre of a there's an evolution of the genre Evolution within the genre or evolution of the genre,
1: right? Because how, yeah, and it, I mean, and you because you, you talk about food, you talk about us eating so much food. You can on find our show. you
0: can find different ways to no pun intended That's a genre. slice it, and uh, you know it's like okay, well, let's eat things from different places. Uh, I specifically remember, you know. We still do come up with some ideas. I specifically remember uh, when the international food thing was birthed birthed or pitched to us and it was like, hey, we're gonna play a game where you guys eat something from uh, international fast food location around the world and then you have to guess what country it comes from. And then I was like, is there, can we make it physical? Can we make, like what if we had a map and we threw darts at it and that was the way that you guessed and, that became a format that like no one else is doing, right? Um, and then when we, the shuffleboard thing, it was an answer to, hey, let's guess when things came from and what's a fun way to like interact physically
1: with a timeline and somebody was like, shuffleboard. And so now, now we do that with shuffleboard. Yeah, and then we, on our last tour, we started throwing axes, so I come back and I'm like, now, in the same genre, in the same, we also call it a bucket of like, the, the f- f- guessing using some physical challenge and let's do that with Axis. Now we haven't done that yet but we're gonna do it and I'm just saying we're gonna do it. So yeah. if somebody does it before us or has already done it, I don't know about it and we're, we are gonna do
0: it. It's tough to keep up with who's done what, that's for sure and there's a lot of like uh convergent idea ideation on the internet where you end up doing the same thing just because everyone is thinking, everyone is, th- this is, the, this is what I'm trying to articulate in fran yeah. In Fran-ish, yeah, Is that everyone is ideating in the same landscape, kind of in the same ways and I think that, and I don't know if we're capable of it, let me just say I don't know if we're capable of it and I don't know if you can do it within GMM and not kill it but I think the challenge that we're trying to approach is just like how do you level up the genre as opposed to just reinventing the wheel and just making it a little bit flashier of a wheel.
1: Yeah, and because you look at at Fallon, how long can Fallon just have top-notch celebrity guests come in and put their hands in things or drink things? The same stuff that we're doing. He can probably do it a lot longer than we have because it's a television institution. And as much as I'd like to think, and maybe for some people, GMM is starting to feel like an internet institution, it's like we, we cannot, we can't rest on on that whether it's true or false i don't know it doesn't matter to me at this point and you know what matters is is creating things that we that we're excited about within the context of the show if i'm just looking at the show and then you know that we also think will work and that it that is a challenge i mean when i um on one stop on the Bleak creek conversations we we would always answer questions from from the audience that were tweeted at us and one question, uh, let's see, because I'm trying to remember. I don't actually don't remember the question, but the answer was basically, uh, well, why do we why do we want to write a novel? And we talked about our passion for storytelling, and um, our our once we had the opportunity, then our excitement to mine our our shared experiences and our friendship, and like pour that into a novel. And um, so much of it was about story, though. But then the thing. And my answer was there was another side benefit, um, something we didn't anticipate uh, with saying yes to the huge project of writing a novel. And that was it it really got us back in touch with the roots of our friendship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we want, we created that documentary in order to make the connections between the novel and our friendship in order to, I mean not just to sell the book, but I mean honestly as part of it. But I yeah. think. um but then it became such, a, such an important project, just the documentary part. I think it was so important to us to reconnect with our friendship that we wanted to make sure that not only ticket holders to the conversation events, but everyone who wanted to see it, who's a fan of ours could see it. And that's why we put it out as three episodes well, of Good and, Mythical a, Morning. As
0: we're recording this, we're in the middle of the second day and we're already seeing the response. I don't know how many views it'll end up getting. You know, I think, it's, I think part one is doing pretty well. It's, here's the ironic thing. Right. This documentary of us going back to our childhood homes and part 1 is literally visiting our where we the homes we grew up in is not taking off as fast as a video that's just about food, right? Uh however, there are a lot of people who are voicing their opinions about it and saying I love seeing this kind of content from you. I love when you guys get out into the world and and obviously uh you can't there's no there is no world in which we turn Good Mythical Morning into that because uh I think even if you've never edited a video in your life you probably have some appreciation for the fact that those doc those documentary the three-part documentary was uh a lot harder to put together than an episode of Good Mythical Morning like exponentially more time went into that. Sure,
1: so we can't I mean, that can't become Good Mythical Morning but and that's not what's on the table. Seeing the people's response to it uh because it 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 literally is
0: taking Putting into the GMM flow something that's completely, completely unexpected and completely outside of the genre that we've established. It. it I'm not saying it's all, we're going to move into that direction. I'm just saying that it shakes things up and
1: it gets us, it gets our minds working. Well, I think in a different way. I think I, one thing that we know it already did was, I, I hope this happened. I think that it it reminded people that the reason why Good Mythical Morning works is because of the deeply rooted friendship. It's not just about what are they gonna eat and gag into a trash can, you know? And I found, I found myself saying that in answering a question at the conversations last week and then people started applauding. It's like that, that I mean, I didn't, we didn't talk about that with every stop, but I think that well, it's. Well, the people
0: who've, who've made a decision to come to a Bleak Creek conversation, that's a very particular group of people. Sure, and and those people are like, guys. I'm I'm on board, not just to watch you eat. I'm on board because of who you are and your friendship, uh, and so we 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 get that. It, it, but it's an interesting dance, right? Because if you if you lean completely into that, you we probably wouldn't. Here's the ironic thing. Again, if I could speak Spanish or French, I'd be better at saying this. But the ironic part of this is that because we've chosen to create Good Mythical Morning in a certain way that is designed to kinda go out there and take advantage of the way people's online behavior on the platform of YouTube, the way the algorithm serves up videos and the way people click on things, the titles and the thumbnails and and all that stuff that goes right into that point of decision of somebody clicking on the video. Because we've done that for seven years, 16 seasons, we then have the privilege to write a book make a documentary, get people to buy the book, get people to watch the documentary, put it on a channel where you've built this momentum doing all these things, and they finding the balance, I feel like is the real, is what we're trying, we're trying to find the balance,
1: that's what we're trying to achieve. And just to clarify, the bal- is it a balance between two things? What are those two things that you're saying I'm saying that you can't just go completely
0: on one side of the spectrum which would be like confessional. Every, well, well, I was going to go to the, the, the other side first. Okay. The the I'm just trying to get you to click on a video. That's all I want you to do is to just click on a video and I don't care whether you are an existing fan or a new fan just want you to click on a video and then you've got the complete opposite end of the spectrum is like, I don't care about the algorithm, I don't care about the machine, I don't care about the game, I just wanna be my unfiltered, authentic self and I don't care about schedule, I don't care about how often we upload, I don't care about it being a reliable thing that can be there every single day, it's just this completely authentic, if I feel like it, I will make a video. That's a, That is a part of YouTube and there are people who are successful in that place. It's like I couldn't make a I couldn't make a video for the past month, guys, because I've been doing X, Y, and Z. We don't ever do that. We say we probably shouldn't have made videos for the past month because we're doing X, Y, and Z, but we still gave you twenty videos this month. <laughs> you know, or forty or whatever the number is. So yeah, I don't know exactly. Well, to to bring it full circle back to self promotion, right? Which is where this conversation started. Um. I do think that whatever the answers end up being to these questions and what what is striking a balance and how does that work, I, w- I will say that I am personally much more interested in and excited about that documentary going out to our audience and them being able to make the connection between, oh, this is the world you guys grew up in. This is, like you tweeted, if you wanna know why we are who we are, then watch this making that connection between us and then the work that we put out, right? Mm -hmm. Bleak Creek is a incredibly deeply personal expression of our highest creative aspirations. Not only is it something that we feel great about, that we crafted it, but we feel great about the fact that it is so tied to who we are and I would much rather be able to do that on our terms being able to take that documentary and put it on a sh- in place of a show where we usually just sit at a desk and do something, having the privilege to be able to do that, I'm much more excited about that exercise than I am going on somebody else's show, wearing the right thing, saying the right thing to get the right audience excited about the book. I'm gonna keep doing that. We're gonna keep doing traditional promotions for the things that we need to do, but What am I personally excited about? I'm excited about the medium that we have freedom in. You know,
1: yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we're not the real choice before us. The thing that, like, I'm, uh, you know, just trying to that that we're wrestling with. It's not a choice between do we promote on other people's podcasts or do we make our own thing. It's like there's not actually a dichotomy there. We're gonna
0: we're gonna yeah we're gonna do both of those.
1: Um, well, I guess what. What just happened in this conversation was we kind of pulled back the curtain more on like where our minds are, you know, with it, with our own content, which again is what that's what we care so much about. And it's like, um, promotion is always going to be a part of that, but we might be dressing a little more elevated than we would have expected. Maybe, maybe we'll just go maybe let's next time, let's just go, let's go in Long John's. Yeah, that would that would be let's just go in. Were they let us on? If the flaps are up, I don't know what
0: the conclusion of this conversation is. Like you said, we've let you in on. I think a we little should... little we've opened the flap of the front of our long johns and let you oh, in gosh. to to this intimate conversation about the creative process. Eh,
1: maybe Way should... to make him feel great about yeah. it. <laughs>
0: Well, I want him to get out of it. You know what I'm okay. saying? I don't want him to get too. Right, we're opening. Too, we're too, opening
1: the back flap now. You're gonna. You're gonna yeah, exit. Yeah, go right out. Uh, but we got a. We got a wreck. Uh, it's it's my wreck. Yeah. Uh, wreck baby, wreck baby. One, two, three, four. Um, all right, fine. You know what? I'm gonna. Why don't I just turn the wreck into self promotion? Yeah, that would be appropriate. <laughs> um. Well, I, d- I do think since you've listened this far on this ear biscuit, uh, maybe you have an appetite to hear us talk more and more. So, I. I would recommend th- those three podcasts we did. I think we uh, we're proud of those conversations. If you if you're really into, uh, we talk about the novel in each of them. You know, of course, we're promoting that. But if you're really into horror and like our thoughts on that, it's so a horror is a hard word for me to say. Uh, James is a good one. If you're into just like Rhett and Lincoln, random off the rails mode, the books on a subway. Am I getting that right? Books, books on, on the subway. Books on the subway, and if you if you want an unfettered into un uh, uncharted retin link conversation territory, uh, because Pete Holmes loves to talk about um, faith and uh, you know philosophy. Yeah. So he gets into it. Um, and brings us along for the ride. So we talk about lots of things uh, in that two-hour conversation on "You Made It Weird." So, those are my three wrecks. After all wow, that, we're, we're freaking promote. Yeah, no, you're really promoting myself. You're,
0: not, you're promoting three other people's podcasts. Yeah, I am,
1: but I'm yeah. only promoting us on them,
0: right? But maybe they will get into those worlds. They'll open up those flaps, see what's yeah. inside those long johns.
1: You know, I, I'm Pete's really interested. Got long johns too. I'm really interested. Um, on what you thought about this conversation, use hashtag Bleak Creek and let us know. Whenever we talk about like what we're thinking about Good Mythical Morning, I start to get nervous because I get nervous that we're making fans nervous because I know that there's so many that's like, hey, this is part of my daily routine. And I don't want any. I don't want there to be any inkling of anything that threatens that. And I don't. Th- that's not what we were talking about. We're just choosing. But I do get nervous. We're just you know, just because mom and dad. <laughs> are
0: in the kitchen having a little bit of an, like they've raised their voice a little bit. It doesn't mean they're getting divorced necessarily. Right, right. Okay. No, I think that we have. But
1: if they do, it's your fault. No.
0: <laughs> I, I think that this is an effort, well, Ear biscuits has slowly evolved in itself, right, and has become a place that we're more that we're just we're just talking. It's just two buds talking. In fact, two that's probably talk. the biggest change that we're gonna make in 2020. Is this? It's gonna be uh, two buds talking, formerly known as ear biscuits. That's the first big announcement that we can make. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. And um, no, nothing, nothing's gonna change in a way that um, nothing's being threatened. It's just
1: we're letting you in.
0: We're letting you into the conversation a little bit.
1: Hashtag Bleak Creek, that's your way to engage.
0: Oh yeah, we because we are, we don't know what the timeline on this is, but we are gonna do an episode where we do a spoiler-ridden, uh, not a spoiler-free, but a spoiler-full uh, discussion of the book for anyone who has read the book and so we're
1: gonna keep giving you some time to do that. Make notes of your questions or observations. Anything, you know, it's not just gonna be questions. Uh, and if you haven't read the book, you don't wanna read the book, I'm hearing that a lot, where well, you can hear the book Yeah. on Audible. More more self-promotion.
0: Yeah, well, we just, you know, we wanna talk about it and we wanna talk about it as a family. Kids come downstairs, mom and dad, have something they wanna discuss with you. It's the book they wrote.